Hi, hello and welcome. This is the Zonecast where we interview emerging Canadian professionals, entrepreneurs and academics. And today we have with us on the show uh, Gihan Fonseca. He is the founder and CEO of Powered by Arc. Uh, hi, Gihan. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, Saman. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. We're uh, I'm excited to be on your show, to be honest. Uh, it's been a while since I've done an interview, so I'm very excited. Yeah, no, I'm definitely curious about your business and your product. Uh, let's start by talking about your background. So can you tell us about your professional and personal background? Yeah, for sure. Um, do you want me to start in a particular spot or? Wherever you want, want to start as far back as you want to go. Uh, if, if, if we do that, it's probably going to be more than an hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, I, uh, I went to school at McMaster. I did my undergrad in uh, in economics. And when I was doing my undergrad, I didn't really necessarily know what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, and I, I had my first job and I said, I didn't want to do this. I worked at a hedge fund um, and it wasn't exciting. So I ended up going back to school that fall and I did my co-op MBA at the DeGroot School of Business uh, back in Hamilton. Um, and during that program, I started remembering that when I was a kid, like when I was 13 years old, I started programming and making websites. Um, all my education was always like business economics oriented. Um, but I always had this create creativity and I always wanted to, you know, um, build stuff. Uh, and I think I get that from my dad. My dad was a mechanic and, uh, I, I started, like, I started rekindling, uh, this, you know, this hobby of website design in the MBA program. Um, so during my MBA, I started, you know, taking different classes. I did so many different types of co-ops for, you know, different lines of business, trying to figure out what I, I want to do with my life. And I, I came across this one class called Entre- Entrepreneurship. And in that class, I wrote the business plan for Athlink, which is what Powered by Arc is. We, we're rebranding right now. Um, so from a, from a, you know, education side, that's kind of my background. And then personal side, um, you know, I, my, my parents are both immigrants. My, my mom is Filipino. My dad is Sri Lankan. Um, kind of like same entrepreneur spirit. My dad came to the country kind of with like 300 bucks in his pocket, um, brought my mom over and, uh, we built our family here and we have a lot of family around the world, but, uh, you know, Canada's home and, uh, I, I love it here. And, you know, when I think of, you know, the cities that I've been in, you know, Mississauga, Hamilton, and now I, I personally live in Burlington right now and we're raising, raising my daughter here and, uh, me and my wife love it here, so uh, we we definitely have gravitated to the the west side of Toronto. Uh, did I lose you? Hello. Hello. Sorry. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Yeah. So I I wanna talk to you about your uh, venture. Uh, powered by Arc. Uh, can you tell us about this venture, how the idea came about, and the different products and solutions you offer? Yeah, of course. Um, so the elevator pitch is we build tools for sports and esports organizations to manage their clubs. 
conveners to manage their leagues and tournaments, coaches to manage their teams, and players to manage their career while reducing the workload and offering more information to all stakeholders. Um, functionally, that makes sense because uh, it's just uh, it's a it's a productivity tool for sports and esports um, for anybody organizing events or their team or whatever it might be. Um, what we've done is we've taken this idea of sports and esports management, and we've layer, layered over the concepts of a social network. Um, along with, you know, ideas from professional sports like ESPN or TSN. And we give you as the player the most immersive experience that you can have when you're in a league. Um, that being said, like we have, we have different aspects of our system and our, our major products are ARC organization, which would be for a club to organize, you know, Online registration from tournaments all the way down to camps or skills development programs. Uh, we, we have ARC tournament, which would be, you know, just organizing a single tournament. ARC league, organizing a single league. ARC team, which is managing your, your team for a season. And then ARC athlete, which is going to be a product that isn't, isn't going to be released yet, but Essentially, what it what it is is your online profile for all your sports and esports. Um, so imagine like a, a typical profile for uh, for an athlete. This would be very similar to to something like if you went to NBA.com or you know ESPN.com, and you can see all the stats and achievements from a player. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like an online information dashboard for athletes and and uh, sports teams and sports team managers. Yeah, that's right. And I think that the major differentiation point from us and all of our competitors would be we've we've designed this app um, that's in beta on Google Play right now. Um, and this this app is very unique because we we track live visual data on it. Now, when I say live visual data, it's imagine your phone and imagine you're at a basketball game. And you're watching the court, you're holding your phone, and you can press on the court where shots are made and missed. And anybody at home or anybody on the fly can kind of tune into that game, check out what just happened live, and cheer on their friends uh, as as the game goes on all the way up until the end. So by doing this live visual data tracking, uh, we we actually can convert all that all the data points into a box score with full statistics. And while a player acc- uh, accumulates all these stats during the game, they're unlocking trophies on our dashboard. Te- their team is unlocking trophies, and at the end of the game, we have the three three players in the game. Mm-hmm. So I guess if if I'm not mistaken, this particular platform can be used for studying and analyzing games and performances. Uh, which uh, and this information can be used to by athletes to improve their future performance. Exactly. So yeah, you're you're pretty much talking about where where we want to go. Um, I mean, like all we get all the data from the games. Uh, essentially, where we want to go is we want to help improve competition worldwide. Um, so if you think about, uh, if you're if you're an aspiring athlete and you play double A baseball, let's just say. You, uh, your next step would be trying to get to AAA. And, you know, the only way that you can get to AAA is if you go to the tryouts or, you know, you get word of mouth to the AAA coach that, you know, this kid's good. 
our platform ultimately will be able to scout at all levels of sport and esports. So regardless of, you know, if you're in house league or you're just playing casually with friends and you're somebody's in the crowd tracking, tracking stats, the goal would be anybody can be identified for a significant event that happened during a game, whether it's, you know, uploaded to, to our system or statistical significance, you know, somebody just continuously ends up, you know, outperforming at game in, game out. Um, and on the, on the flip side, you have the ability to scout your competition before games. So if you know that number 13 is going to be the guy who's scoring all the points before that game, if your coach looks up the stats in this tournament, notices that you guys can start building strategies before a game around that one player. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty interesting. And is there currently anything like this in the market? Yeah, so we have many competitors, uh, but they all have different approaches to how they do this. And I think the unique part about our system is we bring everything together. So when I say that, you know, there might be a competitor who does live stats, um, not as good as, not as good as us, but they do offer live stats. Now, they do not have any sports management software integrated into that live stat platform. You would just download the app. You would manually add all the players before the game, and then you would upload data after the game. Um, our, our solution is fully integrated. So from the point where the club organizer opens registration all the way through to he has to, he or she has to, um, you know, schedule the tournament. Everything from the registration flows into the tournament software, which in turn flows directly into the app. So by the time you get to the court, you don't have to do any of the paperwork of, you know, adding the players into our app. Everything is seamlessly added altogether. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Um, so currently you're uh, part of the Innovation Factory program. Is that accurate? That's right. Yep. We love it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, what kind of support and assistance were you able to receive from uh, Innovation Factory? Yeah, I mean, like, the Innovation Factory has been great because they've always kind of just been there for us. Um, we were actually in Lion's Lair. We were in the first year of Lion's Lair back in 2011. Um, we entered as Athlink, and although we didn't win, we uh, we had a ton of support from the Innovation Factory uh, from a lot of uh, different businesses in Hamilton and, you know, even the Lions from the 2011 um, Lions Layer competition, they they just had a wealth of advice for us. And, uh, you know, whether it's picking up a, like picking up the phone and calling them or, you know, it, they always have the right person to direct you to if they don't have an answer for you. Um, so I find that I know that if I'm picking up the phone for a reason to call them, I know that if they don't have the answer, they're going to point me in the direction of someone who does have the answer and who can help me or my team, that is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, tell us about Lion's Lair uh, competition that you mentioned. Uh, is this a currently active competition? Are you participating? Tell us more. Yeah, for sure. Do you want to know about the 2011 or do you want to know about this this year's and the differences, I guess, between uh, the two? Let's, let's do both. Sure. Um, so 2011, I had just finished a job right out of school and I ended up 
getting the, the company into this new competition called Lions Layer. Um, and it was, it was very unique. I've never been in a pitch competition before. Um, I was very young out of school and I was excited. So they said, yeah, you know, you, you're in the competition. There's going to be a gala at the end of September. You're going to be on TV. And I'm just like, wow, this is, this is pretty cool. So we, we go through the entire summer. There's a ton of training, um, a lot of pitch training. You get to meet so many different people who help you carve your pitch. Um, and you get to, you get to the gala and like by this time you've already done your pitch and everything. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget like that year. I think the, the lines were the ones that I remember that stick out in my mind is Nick Bontis, who is uh, a professor at the DeGroote De School of Business. He, I actually took his class and he's one of my mentors and, uh, he was emceeing that night. And I, I'll never forget the way that he worded the winner and the winner that year was Weaver Apps, who, um, have gone, gone off and done great things. Um, but I'll never forget the way that Nick worded the end, um, when he crowned Weaver the champions. He made it sound like it was us. So, I'm just sitting there smiling, and then they announced that Weaver Apps won. It was not that it was embarrassing; it was just kind of funny. And I looked at him, and he looked at me, and we <laughs> kind of smiled at each other. But it was just kind of a funny uh, instance. But um, the major takeaway from that from that night was I was walking out, and I ran into three of the judges: Ed Minich, Ron Foxcroft, who is another great Hamilton entrepreneur, and Nick Bontos. And I remember talking to them, and I they said, you know. Gihan, you had a great pitch. Like it was, it was definitely one of the best. And they said, you don't need the money. You need to get users. And that like really sit with me. And I, I just kept on thinking in the back of my head. I'm like, all right, like now's the time. Let's try to get some users on the, onto this platform. And at this point, we didn't even have really much of a platform. It was just kind of a few web pages thrown together with like, uh, like a, a login system and it was very, very generic and it wasn't really doing much. Um, from that point up until this past fall, we've taken that, you know, little website that was, you know, not even, not even any users. It was just a concept idea and we've grown now to 165,000 users. Um, and now we're re-entering the lines layer. With the feedback from the from the first session of lines there saying, hey, you told me to get users. I'm here with users and now I'm ready to compete. So this year, our mantra and our, our kind of you know angle when we're walking into the lines there is we did what you asked. We're ready. We're ready to grow. We're ready to scale. We're ready to take this to commercialization and we're going to get global. It's just a matter of how much time. I guess that would be an interesting component of your pitch. We did what you told us to do. So yeah, 100%. Now you have to take this into account when you evaluate us, that we took the feedback and we made it happen. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like, they're all new judges this year. Um, and, you know, it's the the one takeaway, though, there is, like, I I I heard the feedback and I went out. I got us clients, um, and like with my team, my team's incredible, who just like continuously supported me throughout this journey. Um, we went out, we did close customer discovery with the market. So we went out there and we tried to understand what the market needs. 
And, you know, there's, there's a difference between what the market needs and what the market wants. And we got to the point where we got the market needs and now we're building the wants in and we're having a blast doing it. And it's just the exciting part of our platform, which would be all the live stats and the, the ranking system. And it's, it's just getting really exciting for us in our build. That's interesting. So when is this competition? So Lion's Lair is happening right now. So there's a lot of preparation that goes into Lion's Lair. Um, so there's different uh, webinars and uh, meetings with different uh, with the different lines over the next month. And the actual pitch will happen at the end of August. But it, I think it's going to be aired September 21st to 24th is what's on their website. Um, but I I don't necessarily know like what time on TV and how they're going to actually uh, launch it. I think they're going to do it online as well. So I think that the interesting part with COVID-19 happening is Lions Lair is now going to be this, this pitch competition that would normally be very, you know, close to home in Hamilton. But since it's going to be online, this, this is going to reach so many more people that it's going to be exciting for all the businesses and businesses involved because you're going to get all these people learning about your business. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just, uh, an, an exciting experience. Mm-hmm. So this, uh, the particular pitch day, is it going to be this summer? Yeah, that's right. So it's going to be at the end of, uh, the end of August. However, there are three interviews that are part of the pitch, which happen at the end of July. And that's with the pillar of business lions. And essentially, you have a, an expert in growth, an expert in legal, and an expert in finance. And you have an hour interview with them, and they pretty much just take everything that you have about your business, and they run it through their fine lens and uh, fine-tooth comb and <laughs> try to find any holes and help you figure out what you're missing. So when you go to market, you're kind of ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um do you have any investors or are you financing the venture yourself? Yeah, so we we do not have any investors. We've never actually gone out and gotten money. We're actually a bootstrap startup. Uh, so my team is very capable and we can pretty much build anything. Um, and in terms of like sales marketing, um, you know, like any like anything in terms of like business end, I've learned a ton from the MBA program at DeGroot. And then I also have a board of advisors that, you know, kind of support me along the way. So based on that, we've been very resourceful. Um, and, you know, an online business isn't very, it's not very capital intensive. Like if you know how to program, um, you can definitely get started. So we've kept all development in house and, uh, the fact that we were able to get to 165,000 users um, without getting like a full sales team or anything, like there's there's definitely a need in the market and people are excited for our product to come out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so you said your app is right now on uh, the Google Store? That's right. Um, so yeah, it's in beta. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So how many users do you have? Oh, not that many. So in terms of like our app, it's only used by tournament organizers right now. Um, and those organizers use it to track scores. So it's, it's in the hundreds, but, uh, if you're tuning in, you would tune in through our, our website to, to check all the live stats. 
but the next iteration of our app, which would be version three, comes out this fall. And that's when we're going to open up the doors to everyone that would have the ability to track all the games live uh, on your phone as well. Mm -hmm. So when, when do you plan to start the monetization? Uh, is it sometime this year, next year? Uh, we are, we've already started monetization. Um, so we've been profitable for multiple years. It's just more of a, it's, it's more of a, we have a product that we have fixed a lot of the bugs. Like we had a ton of bugs in our system and then we decided to rebuild our system to make it more stable for scalability. So based on that, we've been working towards this goal of, you know, having this organization product like sound and perfect for, for market. So now that we have this product that we can go sell out to clubs, um, we can kind of open the doors and say, you know, everybody, like, we're, we're ready to do some, uh, we're ready to run your club, essentially. Um, so we charge a dollar per player for every player registration and $10 per team for every team registration. So if you're running a tournament and you had 100 kids, we would charge you a thousand bucks for, for, um, that tournament. And that would include all the scheduling, um, the live visual data, all that that would be tied in there. We do online, you know, the online registration piece as well. So yeah, it's, it's just all one solution. Mm -hmm. So you, you already have revenues and profits. That's right. So wh who are those paying customers? Are they like, uh, athletes? Uh, are, do you have like, and consumers who's, who's the paying yeah, customer sure. at the yeah, we, we, we have, uh, so we work with clubs right now. Our, our major stakeholder right now would be the organizations who use our platform. Many of them are basketball clubs in Ontario. Um, our biggest corporate, uh, user would be MLSC, which would be, uh, Maple Leaf Sports, Sports and Entertainment. We do a bunch of their charity events. Um, so, you know, if you, you went to one of their charity events, you would see like our software on their big screen and we do all the live stats and tracking for, for their tournaments. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing. I I guess this could make your uh, pitch even more impactful. Yeah, I mean, like you're kind of you're kind of getting all my my trump cards out of my sleeve right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if if any of the lions listen to this, they they won't be as impressed when uh, when I actually talk to them. But it's kind of funny. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting pre prepared for it right now by talking to you. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess they might know what to expect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, what is your since you're selling to like enterprise customers or like clubs or like businesses, uh, what is your sales cycle like, and how long does it take? Yeah, so the the tricky part with our sales cycle is it's seasonal and it's all based off of when sports uh, activate. So, for example, basketball. Normally right now would be our busy season because all the clubs are getting ready for uh, fall registration. So they usually open up July. Um, based on COVID-19, that has impacted our business. So we haven't had much, um, many clubs anyways, trying to set up registrations for the fall. But we're, we're expecting things to pick up in August, depending on, you know, if there's a, if there's a resurgence or whatnot in COVID-19. Um, but typically it would go into the fall and then around November we would switch gears and we'd be more focused on 
the the in-game experience throughout um throughout the winter and then the cycle pretty much goes back into sales mode for basketball back in like may may june now each sport obviously if we were to you know go after a summer sport like soccer or baseball we would start that those conversations in the winter um but it really depends on which sports we're we're trying to tackle on and who we're going after really mhm that's uh, that's pretty interesting so you are noticing some kind of impact on your business uh, from the pandemic is it affecting your operations and sales yeah of course i mean all of our all of our clients are kind of they're just waiting to see what happens and um there's not much we can do because unless the schools open up um there won't be anywhere to run you know house leagues or skills competitions or anything like that um and by the time the winter comes around if this is still going on you know you can't do anything outside and i i know that there's some people talking about doing stuff outside and you know a lot of trainers do zoom zoom training sessions and whatnot but um in terms of our business like it's it's been good and bad so it's been great because you know we we ended our our last season right at the end of covid-19 or when it when the uh, quarantine started so we haven't had any support um in our system for the past few months which has let us and given us a ton of time to work on our application and get it ready for the fall so it's even we're we're able to to do a lot more on that end um the tricky part is if this runs all the way into the fall and that would be obviously um it would be it would be an issue for us because our sales cycle starts usually around you know may and since no one's talking right now about you know sports management they're more more worried about you know can we get the leagues um can we get our leagues open in the fall um it's definitely impacting our business in terms of when when they do open up the gyms let's just say it's january we would have to kind of shift and try to try to get any more clubs for you know January and whoever's trying to run registrations for for January. Mhm that's that's interesting. So you, your business does I guess from the sound of it it seems like you you'll have more business in summer because outdoor events are also open whereas in winter things happen more indoors. So you, you still might have business but it might get limited because of the weather. Yeah, of course. And I mean like the the major thing in our platform is, you know, a lot of people originally when we started Offlink, it started as a a social network for sports. Um and over the last few years, a, a very interesting trend has been esports, which is which is online gaming. Um and people competing at a at a very high level for for video games. um we've taken the idea of esports and we've integrated it into our platform so essentially what we're trying to do is we're trying to become this this social network for competition so let's just say um you are a video game player and you know you're really good at Fortnite our system would help you facilitate a tournament for Fortnite uh with your friends or you know if uh professional bodies wanted to actually run their tournaments uh through our system they'd be able to do that no different than any other client that we have for sports management 
So the idea is taking taking the game like taking sports. So we're sportifying games and gamifying sports. So when I say I'm, we're sportifying sportifying games, when you play when you play a game and you're somebody's in the crowd tracking your stats, you're unlocking trophies and you're leveling up your your profile. Um, when you're playing video games right now, there's very limited structure and esports is in its infancy. So, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to give that industry structure so that it, it can grow at, to the, to the level that we think it can grow to. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty interesting that you mentioned sportifying games and uh, gamifying sports. That, uh, that is really, that could be a good uh, tagline for your business. And maybe I can also mention that as the, uh, name for this episode. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's your podcast, so you can do whatever you want. <laughs> but I like it. Yeah, no, like, you know, you, you need to have a name which is like engaging and inf- impactful and it excites the listeners into uh, learning more. And it's like a hook which intrigues them to, uh, you know, access and learn more. So it's a good yeah, uh, sure. phrase. Um so are you like focusing on your uh, venture like full time or are you working on the side and doing this part time um how how do you manage your time so yeah i'm the only i'm the only founder that um is full time um my other business partners they all have jobs and they work on this part time so they moonlight and they work on weekends um that being said like i like the the way that we built our system is very um it's it's very low maintenance uh so although we have this huge user base you know we have very very limited support which is nice so like regardless time of day or, or day or night you know somebody on our team is going to handle support um but as we grow, the idea is to bring the other um, other business partners on board um, one by one, and you know, obviously grow at the business a bit more. Absolutely, that's so. So you think that this uh, this business will grow to the point where you and all your co-founders and everyone who's involved with the company will be able to, you know, not rely on other sources, and and this business will thrive and and take by the storm. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, you have to think like that. Um, I find that if if I didn't have that mindset, I'd be looking to do something else with my life. Um, the, you kind of have to, like, with entrepreneurship, I find that you're you're so immersed in your business, and, you know, there's there's so many things that happen day in and day out, and it's, uh, it's just an absolute roller coaster. Um, to get to this point, though, you kind of have to think, you know, we we went through this, the motions. We we did lines layer. We got the feedback. We have to get the user base. We got the users. We have the platform. It worked. We realized it wasn't going to scale ba- scale well, so we had to scale back, rebuild the platform. We rebuilt the platform. We're at the point where, okay, now we've rebuilt the platform. We're at a point where it's it's ready to scale. We can, you know, commercialize it. And right before COVID-19 happened, we were getting ready for a huge marketing sales push. Um, so Lions Layer was always in, like, it was always in the back of my head that <clears throat> I was going to come back one year 
and it, it just so happened it was this year. And I said, this will line up with us launching our business. Um, and it's just unfortunate with COVID-19 and how things have unraveled um, that we won't be able to, to, you know, we can still get exposure, but um, it's always nice to see that first, the first time a user gets engaged with our platform and interacts yeah. with it live. So it's, it's unfortunate in that sense, but um, I have tremendous confidence that our business is going to take off and uh, we see it day in, day out. We see users come into our platform. We see organizations get excited about it. We've turned down organizations because we just can't, we, we just can't take that much input into our platform. So we do close customer discovery and everyone's super excited about it. But if we invite everyone into the kitchen, we're not going to get anything done. So we're at the point where we think we have the, the, the most sound product that we can provide. And now we're doing all the bells and whistles to make everyone even more excited about it. Mm-hmm. If you happen to win the Lions Clear competition, what do you get as, as, as a prize? So we haven't been told yet. <laughs> it's, uh, I think the innovation factory is keeping it a secret. Um, but no, I, I actually don't know yet. Uh, they haven't announced anything. Last year, I think it was, uh, first, first place walked away with $35,000. Um, second place, 25000 I think. And in previous years, there were, uh, in-kind, uh, in-kind, um, prizes. So, I, it'll be interesting to see, uh, what they, what they come up with. But I don't know if COVID-19 will impact the, the prizing structure, but, um, I mean, regardless, like even if it was zero dollars, we're still going to be here. We're still going to go through the motions. Um, even already, like getting prepared for the pitch has helped us so much and, you know, rounding off our, our checklist, what we need to do for uh, commercialization, getting ready. So um, even if it was nothing, like we'd still be here and we'd be competing at a high level. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, well, uh, Gihan, it has been very nice. Uh speaking with you and learning about you and your venture. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, if you want ideas for any, you know, descriptions for your episode, just give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess I might take you up on that offer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, right, you want right. to how can people find you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to check out our website, you can go to poweredbyarc.com. Um, social media, everything is at poweredbyarc. So Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram, at poweredbyarc. All of our social media is starting up right now. So uh, if you go there, we have a low following, but we're hoping to build that up as the competition ramps up. All right, that's amazing. Uh, listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode and find it to be engaging and insightful. And you can uh, reach out to Powered by Arc as, uh, as Gihan mentioned. And thank you so much for listening to Zonecast and stay tuned for more episodes.